Thanks for tuning in today. Welcome to the podcast of the River of Portland Church. I'm Pastor Mike, and I'm so glad that you joined us here. We're going to be listening to a message given the lions in Daniel's den. Pastor Herbert Mays gives a different perspective of how situations are not always as they appear, that just because we're put into something doesn't mean that it's in control of us. With the Lord and Savior at the helm, steering the boat, guiding our lives, we're actually in every circumstance a victorious winner. We just have to know that, know who we are in Christ, and then walk that out. It's a great message. I know it's going to bless you. Welcome to the month of December, a time of reflection over the past battles of the 11 months that have come before us. You know, every day you, you walked in victory. You made it through every single day. No matter how bad it was, you have a 100% success rate. Now as we're entering into the month of our, our birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you know, we just went through Thanksgiving, giving thanks for all the things that we have. And, and now, it's a time of reflection that because Jesus died on the cross for our sins and he shed his blood, that we have eternal life. We have an opportunity to spend forever, and forever's in a long, long time, to worshiping God, living in a place that my mind can't even begin to fathom. So anyway, I'm glad you're with us. I'm glad that you tuned in. I know the message is sure to bless you. God bless you. Lord loves you. Jesus loves you. We love you. I love you. And until next time, I'm Pastor Mike. So we'll try to get out of here before 2.30 today. Well, I had two amens and the rest of you looked awful. I don't know about all that. But anyway, I, I had this message today, and I thought, man, I can't, something, I just can't get a hold of this message. And um, I was going to, I got this message, the lines in Daniel's den. And I thought, the lines in Daniel's den. I said, well, I'm going to preach on that. And then right before church today, I had a young lady, a young man come and said, you know, won't you pray for us about something or whatever? And I said, well, then the message was for them what they needed. So hopefully you'll get something out of it. We've all heard the story about uh, Daniel in the lion's den. But I'm going to show you today that the lions were actually in Daniel's den. Now, the Bible says in Daniel, the sixth chapter, you got your Bible. Now, it pleased Darius... To set over the kingdom, that was the king, 120 sand traps or sap traps or whatever they are, a bunch of wraps, over the whole kingdom. And over these three governors of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give according to them so that the king would suffer no loss. Then thus Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps because what? He had an excellent spirit in him. He had a different spirit than the rest of them. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and the satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel. Jealousy had come in concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge or fault because... He was faithful. 
nor was any error or fault found in him. Daniel was a faithful man. The Bible says he was a prayer. And so he was one who sought God. Actually, if you go back over in the fifth chapter, we see where the governors had all of his, uh, I mean, the king had all the governors and everything in, and they were having a big meeting, and they were trying to interpret uh, what the dreams and everything was. And the Bible says that there came and there was a hand, a finger, that wrote something on the wall, and it disturbed the king. And the king had none of his uh, witch doctors and all that he had could read what was on the wall. But Daniel interpreted what was written. And the queen uh, actually came to the king and said, There's a guy in your kingdom, and it said, The spirit of, the God, of God is in him. And so Daniel then got promoted, and now he is now... And the king is thinking about putting him over the entire kingdom. Now, we see here in verse uh, 7, And all the governors of the kingdom, the administrators and satraps, the counselors and advisors, have consulted together to establish a statue to make a decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, king, shall be cast into the den of lions. And the king signed a decree. Well, what did Daniel do? Look here what happened. The king had done made a decree. Now anybody that is praying to any god other than me is going into the lion's den. Well, look what Daniel did. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, that the king had signed it, what did he do? He went to his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, knelt down on his knees and prayed three times that day and gave thanks before his God as was the custom. Now, they come now, I'm going to paraphrase this for the sake, period of time, for the sake of time. Daniel now is praying to God. He's done got to decree that if you pray to any other god besides the king, you're going into the lion's den. But you have to know that Daniel had an assurance that what was in him and was on him was big enough to deliver him. So he goes now and starts praying to God. The number one thing that people don't do in the Christian community today is pray. And Daniel was a prayer. Prayer opens the floodgates of heaven for your situation. So Daniel knew this. And so he's praying. And so when the king made, made the, so in verse 16, so the king gave the command and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lion. But here's what the king said in verse 16. And the king spoke saying to Daniel, your God, not my God, but your God, whom you serve continually, I believe he'll deliver you. Now, so the king had saw something in Daniel that he knew that there was a higher power than him that could deliver him. And so Daniel goes with the assurance. Now, you have to think about this. 
Here is Daniel, a young man at this time, that is going to go and they're going to throw him into the ends of life. He knows that he's going to be minced meat in just a few minutes. But Daniel has God in him, God on him, and so he has the assurance that it's going to be okay. That's what I'm telling you this morning. Whatever you're going through, God's on your side. What does it take to open the door? Prayer, bless God. Prayer is what will open the keys to heaven for the church. But we don't pray no more. We do more talking and complaining than we do praying. Now Daniel knew that because he prayed that that God was going to deliver him. Now the king, now look what the king did. In verse 18, now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. Now you know the king is going to have a big meal at night. What does he do? He goes to the palace and he fasts and he has no musicians were brought before him and he didn't sleep none that night. The Bible says sleep was taken from him. Then the king rose early in the morning. Now, you can almost see this. Here's the king. Daniel's in the lion's den that night. They don't put him in there. And so the king has had a troubling night because he's fasting and, 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 and I've got to think he's probably praying because he has already seen that there was something in Daniel that nobody else had. And so he goes, he puts him in the lion's den, and he's praying and fasting that night, and here he comes. He gets up early in the morning. I believe the king knows that it ain't nothing there but Daniel. He goes to the lions and uh, go to the den, and the king hollers at Daniel. Hey, Daniel, you in there? And Daniel said, it be me. He said, well, where's the lions? He said, they got amnesia. They've slept all night. What do you do all night, Daniel? I stood up and prayed all night, bless God. I sat up and prayed, my God whom I serve is going to deliver me no matter what the situation is, no matter what kind of problems I've got. God's on your side. And so... Daniel comes out of the lion's den, and so the king uh, sets Daniel above above all uh, all of his uh, uh, kingdom. And then we see here that I, uh, that Daniel was a was a one who knew the word. We know he knew the word. Isaiah fifty four seventeen says, "No weapon formed against me shall prosper." It don't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what the IRS said. It doesn't matter what your uncle said. It doesn't matter what your uh, your family said. If you stand on the word of God. And that's been my favorite scripture for all these years. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I've had more hell come against me in this church than anyone deserves, bless God. But I can tell you this, we're still here. We're still here after 22 years, getting ready to have our 23rd anniversary, bless God. And we preached the Word of God and had it uncompromised, bless God. And you've got to be like Daniel. You've got to set your foot down, bless God, and say, I'm going to serve God. No matter if it hair lips the devil, I'm serving God. And so Daniel got delivered. 
Second Chronicles seven fourteen says, "If my people, if my people, he ain't talking to the devil's people. He's talking to the church. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and what pray." that I will hear from heaven and heal their land. Well, you know that, 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 that Daniel had to be quoting the Word that night. Let me tell you something. When you've got problems, get you a Scripture and start quoting the Word. I told a young lady this morning, you know, uh, the devil comes. Just about two weeks. I would never tell Becky this. But about two weeks ago, I'm in the middle of the night. I wake up. I get this voice. Today is your last day on earth. Now, you know good and well that I've got enough sense to know that, 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 that God ain't going to come and tell me today is your last day on earth. That it had to be from the devil to tell me this. this. And so, I, you know what I did? I got up, went to the restroom. Done what I ever had to do. And I prayed and I said, I bind you, devil, from coming and try to flick my mind. I curse you in the name of Jesus. I, the God, God said in Psalms 91 that He would give me long life and satisfy me with long life, bless God. And I'm not going anywhere and I'm not going down to the mall and ain't taking Becky to the mall. I'm going to lay right back down and go to sleep and have a good night's sleep, bless God. So what happens is we've got to talk to that thing. And see, the battle is in your mind. The battle is not in your spirit. The devil cannot attack your spirit, but he attacks your mind or your body. And so, uh, uh, so Daniel knew that, and, 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 and so no weapon that comes against you will prosper if you'll stand on the Word. Now, does that mean I may not have a little problems here and there? We all going to have problems. Luke ten nineteen, the Bible says, Jesus said this. He said, Behold, I give you the authority over all power of the devil, and nothing's going to hurt you. And, and, and the authority that was given to the church is, is for us to take authority over the wiles of the devil. But so many times, and especially this time of the year, people are depressed, upset arguing, fussing, fighting, and all this other kind of stuff, that ought not be. If we're child of, uh, children of God, we ought, to be, we, we, we ought to be thinking the good things, bless God, not thinking about all problems that we've got and all of this. But Daniel knew that when he went in, that God was there with him. I want you to know, when you go in, God's there with you. Wherever you go, God is going to be there. But we have to listen to the Spirit. Every one of you has got a Spirit that you can listen to that will tell you. I was in several years ago now, but I was in a restaurant up here in Portland, an old thing off the street out here. And the restaurant had two doors, a back door and a front door. And we used to go in there and eat, you know, some in the mornings. I was sitting there, this about two or three years ago, I was sitting there by myself, and I had ordered breakfast. And I noticed the thing was filling up, the restaurant was filling up, and I got an uneasy feeling. 
It's just something. I said, I, I don't know. Something, something don't feel right here. So as people started coming, I'm sitting there. I've already ordered my breakfast. I'm drinking coffee. And this, this comes over me. You need to leave. Now that wasn't the devil. That was God. I don't know what happened or was what was going to happen or whatever. But I had that feeling and that in my spirit, you need to get up and leave. So you know what I did? I left $10 on the table and got up and left. And I, I guess they brought my breakfast. But if we'll listen to the Spirit, you'll never go wrong if you'll listen to the Spirit of God that's in you. Now, I want you to understand here, there's three people you need to know. Number one, you need to know who God is. And what He's done for you. In Genesis 17.1, the Bible says He's El Shaddai, the God Almighty, the God who's more than enough. Whatever you're going to go through this year, God is more than enough for you. God's going to take you through. Let me tell you something. He's El Shaddai, the God of everything. So we need to know who He is. And you need to know what He can do for you. Number two, you need to know who your enemy is. John 10.10 says, The thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The abundant life is not living in fear and torment. That is nothing abundant about that. That is depression. And the world is full of people depressed. Why? Because they don't know who God is. But if we find out who He is and who He is to you, well, what, who he is to you, Pastor? I tell you who he is. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. He, he's everything I need. He's all I need. And number three, you need to know who you are. Turn to Romans eight chapter. We want to go there in just a second. You need to know who you are. In Romans the fourteenth chapter, the Bible says, "For as many are led by the Spirit of God." These are the sons of God. I just told you if you listen to the Spirit and, and, and are led by the Spirit, the Bible says you're a son of God. Do you think a son of God can ever be defeated? Do you think a son of God would ever quit? No. And he says right here then, for, for as many as led by the Spirit. Well, are you led by the Spirit? Well, how did you, how do you know if you're led by the Spirit? If you accepted Jesus as Savior, you were led by the Spirit to accept Jesus. The devil didn't get you to come up to accept the Lord. It was the Spirit. God's Spirit. So you were led by the Spirit. Now, verse 15, For you did not receive the Spirit of bondage. What is bondage? It's everything that's not of God. Fear, discouragement, depression, all of that is bondage. It's not of God. But you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So see, I'm adopted into the kingdom of God because I accepted the Lord as my Savior. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. And if children, then heirs, join heirs. Let me tell you something. Nobody nobody in my family ever left me a dime. 
They all died and left. You know what I'm an heir to? I'm an heir to the to the kingdom of God. I'm an heir to heaven, bless God. There's going to be a day when I'm going to walk over glory, bless God. Can you imagine what I'm going to see that day? I'm a joint heir with Christ, and I'm a, I've been adopted into His kingdom, bless God. There's going to be a day there when my little Methodist grandma, I, I was a servant, it has been a couple of years ago, and uh, uh, I was up here in a, a store in um, in White House, and this woman, they're having a revival at this church. And so she's passing out flyers. That was good. So she passes out me a flyer. She said, I'd love you to come to our revival. I said, well, what, what is it? And she said, uh, and I could name the denomination I want. And I said, well, kind of what do y'all believe? And she said, we believe if you don't speak in tongues, you're going to hell. That's what she said. I said, say what? She said, we believe that if you don't speak in tongues, you're going to hell. I said, I, I, I don't believe that way. I said, I won't be coming to the revival. And I left there and I thought, my little Methodist grandma, with her little Methodist Bible, she never spoke in tongues. And if there is anybody in heaven, if there ain't nobody in heaven, Grandma Lincoln's in heaven. Let me tell you something. It's about what's in here. It's what's in here. So he said then that, that, that we're children of God, that we can cry out, Abba, Father, and we expect God to, to grant what we're believing God for because we're heirs. We're heirs. Romans 8.26 the, the Bible says, likewise, the Spirit helps our weakness. What are you talking about? I'm talking about when I need help, I pray in the Holy Ghost. But I, I pray the Lord help me. For we do not know how we should pray. See, there's time. Have you ever been, maybe I'm the only one. There's been times it seemed like your prayer don't go up no higher than the ceiling. You pray, you, 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 you're praying, and it seems like, man, it is stuck in, in this kind of zone, and I don't know where it's going to go. I seem like I can't get through and pray. If any, I guess I'm the only one that's been there, but it seems like we're not getting anywhere with our prayer. But he says here now, Likewise, our spirit helps that, for we don't know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings when not can be done. So the Spirit helps you pray. The Spirit energizes your spirit man to help you pray. And I, and I told a lady the other day, we we're talking about praying in the Spirit. I said, look, I'm going I'm to help you. And this is just something I do, and, and you don't have to do it. But I, I said, I spend the day in prayer. Now, I'm not talking about down on my knee. I'm not talking about laid out in the Spirit somewhere. But I spend my day walking around. Lord, I just thank you for today. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you today. You can do that at your job. You don't even have to speak it out. You can speak it through your Spirit. Lord, I just, I just thank you today. I thank you for what you've done for me. And you know what that does? That, that makes you become a cheerleader for Jesus. 
And, and, and we're encouraging ourselves, and we pray, and that builds you up in the Spirit. That helps your spirit when we can pray that way. So I want to encourage you. Talk, during the day sometime, take, take two or three minutes a day, just during the day. Lord, I just thank you. I'm praying for you, praying for my people, praying for my family. And so he said, our spirit man makes intercession for us. Now he who's, verse 27, he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is. So this tells me then that the spirit has a mind that thinks because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So when we're praying, the spirit is making petitions to God for us. So when we're in trouble, we just start praising God and believing God. And let me tell you something. The devil cannot come into your den. If you'll take authority over your den, what is your den? Your mind. The devil wants to mess with you in your mind. The one place he can tear you up is in your middle realm. Get thinking stupid stuff. Quit, start thinking things that are anti-God. And I was telling a young man this morning, let me tell you something. The Spirit of God will never lead you into confusion. If you're up, you don't understand, something don't feel right, if something doesn't feel right, it's not right. Because the Spirit will always give you peace over what you're praying for. And so when we're praying, we can have peace to know. And the Spirit, and, 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 and here's something else that God will do. He'll give you a little sign sometime that, you know, maybe this is the way you need to go. Or maybe this is the way you need to go. And so we're listening to God in our spirit, but we're also looking to see. And it may some, maybe somebody come up and say, well, I don't know how you're doing today. Do you know this? Whatever. And, and that could be a, a confirmation to what you're praying for. So when we, the Bible says when we walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So I want to encourage you this morning, in this Christmas season, to start listening to God. Start believing God. And, I, and I'm going to help you. Uh, I'm gonna, can I take one bypass? A $5 gift... And people go out here and spend all this money on credit cards. A $5 gift could be as, as important and, and as touching as a $500 gift. We don't have to spend all that money. You know what the greatest gift that, that, that I have? I don't need any gifts. But when my little 12-year-old grandson comes up and hugs me the other day and said, I love you, Papa. Let me tell you something. There's not money in the world that's like that. Nothing. Nothing. He can't give me nothing as important as that. So sometimes it's just a word. Amen? Amen? And we're listening to the Spirit. Now, I'm going to pray for a young man and a young woman this morning. And it may be, if you'll all stand, if there's maybe some here this morning, you say, Pastor, I, I don't know, I've got something in, 
I've been working on in my mind. And maybe you're confused over something, whatever it might be. Or you're depressed over something. But I want you to know, we're going to set a young boy and a young girl straight on listening to the Spirit and cast all of them negative thoughts out of their head today. Thank you, Lord. Well, I hope, I'm glad you stayed with me this morning. I just kind of done a little smorgasbord, but um, hopefully you got something out of it. Roy sang me um, um, I'm Getting Free song. Thank you, Lord. But I want to encourage you. Start listening to, to your inner man. The real you. The, your spirit is the real you. The spirit is the one who was born of God. Got recreated in the Spirit of God and is going to be with God forever. Your spirit man. There is power.